It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC. Good afternoon and welcome. It is the left versus the right. Coming to you live from the greatest city on earth, New York, New York. Chris on Curtis Lee, we're with you till five. Curtis, how you doing, baby? Uh, used to be the greatest city in the world. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you. Have you gone through? Have you gone through Midtown? You gone through? It's a ghost town. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where you're. Where you are? You need a new prescription in your glasses. What are you talking you about? You can't even park in this city this right city now on a is Sunday. Not no, it's coming back, baby. You, you scored the trifecta last it, Sunday. It, it, last Sunday, I did. I, I parked this week too. I actually got lucky. I saw twice. What, what, what this are you time, talking about? This time it was a it was pickup trucks both times. By the way, nothing better than a big pickup Look, truck pulling out when in New York the city. city was at its best. You would never have been able to find a free parking spot two Sundays in a row, back to back, belly to belly. You have found free parking in Midtown. You know what? Parking's like sex. If you, if you look hard enough, you're going to find something that's suitable for everybody, no matter who you are. Even some of the losers that have been ratting us out that we'll talk about later on the show. How was your week, man? You filled in for Frank Morano all week? Uh, Frank Morano, who, by the way, has followed in the footsteps of your hero, Booty Shay, Booty Shay, Booty Shay, Booty Shay. <laughs> he is milking this paternity time for all it's worth. I mean, the guy may not be back for a month or Sunday. When do you think he's coming back? Well, normally, the normal Frank Morano would have been back right away. I right. know it's the lovely wife, Rachel, and Frank is a nudge. You know, it's like he could not at all be helpful in raising Carmine, who, by the way, when the child was birthed, 13 pounds, it's now already 16 pounds. <laughs> stop it, stop it. And stop he has it. the child listening to talk radio, which you know could cause this kid to become ultimately titched. Uh, yeah. Fly off, fly off the deep end. Well, or he could become a radio host. Who knows? Maybe this kid <laughs> has got the radio genes in him. Hopefully there'll be radio when he's old enough to be on the radio. So I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm believing that Frank is just going to milk this paternity situation for all it's worth. So I'm at all, I'm the overnight guy, and it's interesting. You go through a transition from doing days to night. Yeah, yeah. Because night is theater of the mind. So, for instance, in one of the other shows, we're going to be talking about this coming up, Chris Cuomo, like the plight yep. of Chris Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the callers said, hey, Curtis, you should have Chris Cuomo on Saturdays because I'm on two to four. I'll throw him a lifeline. Your boss, John Katsimatidis, knows the Cuomo's. But then when the question came up during the daytime, absolutely not. Let that guy sink out on his yacht without Capitan, the dog of Andrew <laughs> Evil Ice Cuomo. And I said, you can't. Not the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuomo, Come on, yes, now. Andrew Cuomo. No, El Capitan must survive. Unbelievable. one 800 wabc if you want to be part of the national conversation with Curtis and Chris today. Let's talk about uh, the firing of Chris Cuomo. Well, from. I, I was on TV the I, night he got suspended. I was on Fox News talking about it. Right, before we get to Chris Cuomo, yeah, yeah. I see that you have become a rock and roll hillbilly. <laughs> And now you're you're into watching these documentaries, right? I, I watched the Beatles documentary, Curtis. The Beatles. I I, I eight hours. I, I broke it up over a. I think it took me four sittings to to watch it. I loved it. I felt like I couldn't believe that this footage that has existed for 50 years was kept from us. It was amazing to me to watch them develop this music in real time. It was beautiful. Because, you see, you weren't birthed at that time. I was not. This is new to you, the Beatles. Yeah, but this this footage was not seen. 
for 50 years. The 100th anniversary of WABC. And what did the B stand for for a while? Beatles, right? Let me tell you, I hate, I loathed, I despise the Beatles. I don't understand it. You're the only baby boomer I have ever met. That does not love the Beatles, especially a radio a, guy. You call me a boomer? Huh? I'm calling you a boomer. Okay, boomer. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what. First of all, I hated Paul McCarthy with a passion. Why? The guy was all bubblegum music. All bubblegum. Ringo Starr, come on. Did he even play the drums? He did. You got to watch this documentary. You'll have a new respect for Beatles. Paul McCartney, I mean, get back his bubblegum? Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, the I... only one that I would listen to him. When he was solo, on his own. And remember, they always blame Yoko Ono for the breakup yeah, of the yeah. Beatles. But you watch this special, you watch this documentary, you will not blame Yoko Ono. For of that. course not. Right. And Paul McCartney and his drug-induced psychosis in the Hamptons, because <laughs> he smokes, what, like 10 bags of doogee a day, acknowledged that it was not Yoko Ono. Right. He actually acknowledged it during this special 50 years ago. He's, uh, uh, you got to watch it. My it's, favorite Beatle, John Lennon. He was a great. And I'll tell you why. It had nothing to do with he was music. Because he became a New Yorker. Top 40. Not only that, he would walk the streets around the Dakota. He listened to talk radio. At the time, the big talker was WMCA. Yeah. So he'd be listening all day, and he'd be frustrated at night like a lot of our callers. But he wouldn't call. He would walk down to the studios, which were like on 56th and 6th. He would walk upstairs. Remember, there was no security at that right. time. He would knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> And you know who the board operator was? Jimmy Walker. <laughs> Dynamite. He was the board operator. He was from amazing, the South Bronx. Amazing. And it was, uh, do you want to be a bird? Alex Bennett at night. And he would say, do you think Mr. Bennett would allow me to come on air? <laughs> and he'd be like, uh, you're John Lennon? Yes. Yeah. It'd be the best thing that ever happened right, to Mr. Come Bennett. Come on. Yeah. And, he, and he would come on on a regular basis, yeah. unexpectedly. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, never trust a guy with three names, Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Uh, put him into the hereafter. Uh, December 8th, 1980. Tomorrow. The Strawberry tomorrow, Fields. Yeah. Are you going to be celebrating winter solstice in, in Strawberry Fields tomorrow? Uh, I probably will not, unfortunately. Taking I, I your won't clothes be in the off, city uh, tomorrow. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, no, no. I don't like to take my clothes off in front of people that I'm not married to <laughs> or doctors. Uh, so it is, it is what it is. So I hate the Beatles. But I threw a lifeline out to John Lennon. John Lennon, I liked. All right. Well, I'll give you that. But I think if you watch the special, you might have a better understanding of the Beatles. So check it out, Disney+. Plus. Uh, they're not paying us for this plug, but it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Okay, but you see, it was And now I'm watching the Alanis Morissette uh, documentary. Alanis Morissette? She's more my generation music. Jagged Little Pill. I think Melinda Katz wrote it. It's a big breakup oh. album. <laughs> so, oh. The oh. DA out in Queens. Well, already you hit gonna... me below the belt, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Already. You, you, know what's, you know what I'm talking about. You're, you're sharpening your talent. You never heard yeah. that song, You Ought to Know? It's the, yeah, well, that I wasn't that written song. by Melinda Katz. <laughs> no. I, I actually, I, I at your sketch it out of my mind. So let's get back to yeah, yeah, Fredo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you. I have a brother. Well, I had a brother. My brother died, unfortunately, two years ago. Oh. And my, and my brother my brother got into a lot of trouble in his life. He was a drug addict. Hmm. And uh, I would defend him to the end of the earth. Now, I would, you know, take him to task for his problems privately. But if people came at me about my brother, that's my brother. Yes. Right. Now, I don't like what Chris Cuomo did. I don't like the fact that they portrayed him as a journalist, but I don't believe if you're on a major cable network at 9 o'clock, you're a journalist. You're an entertainment personality at that point. So the problem I have with Chris Cuomo is that they portrayed him as a journalist. 
CNN allowed him to do the Cuomo brother act all through the pandemic. They allowed this. So now you're going to tell me that this guy who was helping his brother made a step too far. I think it's probably more to do with his sagging ratings at CNN than anything else. And frankly, I believe that that real estate is very valuable. And I believe that most of the rating goes with whoever is there. But I don't like the idea of saying, well, we didn't know he was helping his brother. Of course, he was helping his brother. That's what you do when you have a brother. Mm. Am mm. I wrong? Um. Why don't we leave this to the listeners? All right, let's Since do I've never had a brother, only sisters. All right, let's go to the call, uh, the, the phones. one 800 wabc Steve in Manhattan. You're on with Curtis and Chris. All right, guys, your ratings just went up because they hear my... Don't forget to imagine, and not only the Cuomo's, not only John Lennon was fascinated with talk radio, so was Joey Gallo from the same uh, Red Hook. Now, Chris Cuomo, I mean, I thought I saw that guy yesterday selling... Hot dogs down on 47th Street on 7th Street the other day. But uh, listen, you know he's going to defend his brother. All guys out there who have brothers always going to defend their brothers. My younger, I have older and younger brothers. My younger brothers, nobody would touch them because I would protect them to the yeah. end of the earth. But the thing is, you got to realize there's a professional a- aspect to this now. And, and you got to realize, do you want to cost this guy? This guy's basically paying a million, he's getting paid a million dollars a year, two million dollars a year. To babysit like uh, forty and fifty year old left wingers every night. Well, on the TV well, well Steve, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me stop you for a minute. You think that these guys on at nine o'clock are journalists or are they entertainers? Uh, we know what we know. Journalism has been thrown out the window like forty years ago. Well, well, I don't think journalism is dead. I think there are people who are journalists, and then there are people who are entertainers. The problem is, is that. These networks have blurred that line. I think that's the problem I have with the networks, all of them. Well, let me let me explain to you about – and by the way, let me applaud Steve for actually using his real name, yeah. Steve from Manhattan. Just remember that voice so that when he calls with five other names later on today, fellas, you uh, get rid of uh, Go Steve Buchanan, from Manhattan. Go Buchanan, go right, Buchanan, right, right. so you could get off on yeah. that. But at least he was being honest. He was being honest. Okay. I like the conversation, Steve. Now, there was a time where Chris Cuomo was – in the purest definition of the word, a journalist. Yeah, when he was at 2020. I'll tell you what, I experienced it. He was my partner for a full month in between TV jobs. I think at the time it was between uh, Good Morning America and Nightline. And right. He was negotiating. Apparently, uh, they were basically giving him the idea that maybe it's time to move on. Right, right. And so the vice president of programming for ABC Network, Disney owned us at the time, suggested, well, Chris is sort of on the shelf for a while. Uh, Curtis, we could team you up with anyone, including the devil. Why don't we try you? Are you calling me the devil? uh, You and a lot of other people I've been teamed up with. (laughs) All right. Uh, But anyway, the point being is, why don't we try you and Chris out Three to five, right before drive time. Right. Very important uh, setting on the dial in terms of the day part. And we did a show for a month, Monday through Friday, three to five. Halfway through, the suits, the mockers brought him and me in, you know, for the sit down. You've been through these before. Uh, too many times to. Report. And they basically said, Chris, we've listened to each program for two weeks. You refuse to give an opinion on anything. On yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So he was saying at that time, I can't. I'm a journalist. Right. No, my, right. my trade, my career is based on me being impartial, just giving the facts, like Sergeant Joe Friday. Just yeah. the facts, just the facts. He could have been a talk radio show host, but 
He chose to play the role that he was at that time, a journalist. And now look at him within the last few years. Oh, my God. It's opinions galore. I'm sorry. He hasn't been a journalist. When he took over the morning show, he stopped being a journalist. Those are not journalistic jobs anymore. What is a journalist then? A journalist is somebody who seeks the truth, has no opinion, goes out and reports the facts. That is, you know, that is not what these hosts do anymore on these major cable networks. Till then, it's more entertainment. It is absolutely entertainment. Call it infotainment. It's like us. I am not a journalist. I'm here to give you my opinion. God tell you what I think. Bit. You I, I didn't journalist? go to J school. I took one journalism class when I was in college. That's it. And not only that, you have two strikes against you. You worked for Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. You worked for Tom Swazi. Who else did you work for? That indicates the prejudice that you bring. There's to each tons and every of subject. prejudice to every subject from things of my life experience. Just as you, of course, I'm we no all, journalist. Right? We're not journalists. By the way, and if we were journalists, nobody would be listening to the show. It was interesting. Right? Nobody would be watching CNN prime time. Right, it was if interesting. Cuomo wasn't entertaining them. Because you talk about all the substituting I'm doing now since I came back uh, in my failed bid to become mayor. The one uh, hour they would not let me host was the news hour from 5 to 6 in the right. morning. Right. The suit said, Curtis, you couldn't say the news if it was printed on a piece of paper right. without you putting your opinion into it. Yeah. You can't do no, the news from no. 5 to 6. No. And, and by I, the way, why I would agreed. you want to do no, the no, news, right? No, no, but I agreed with them. Right. I said, yeah, because everything's going to be slanted my way. And it, would be, a, it would be nice for the station to have a break from you for at least an hour Yeah, but day. you see, it would be much more entertaining <laughs> than just the straight it would, news. It would be very entertaining. I don't know who's listening to straight news, but <laughs> hey, they must know something I don't know. one 800 to 1-800-848-WABC. Going to go to a break in a second. And as we do, I want you to remind you to listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. And here's a clip of the week from Bernie and Sid here. Bernie and Sid discuss Chris Cuomo's firing. How do you think Andrew feels right now? He got his brother fired. He basically did get he his brother fired. He got his brother yeah. fired. Yeah. Now, let's face it. Andrew Cuomo was a corrupt politician. We know that from all the stuff he did in Buffalo. The Moreland Commission was getting this close to Andrew Cuomo. He disbanded them. He's just a corrupt guy, and he dragged his brother into the corruption, you know, having him use his uh, journalistic sources to uh, dig up dirt on some of these accusers, essentially is what happened, and that's why they fired one 800 848 wabc Curtis and Chris on with you till 5. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. There we go. Here's a little John Lennon for you. Knocking on the door at WMAMC. WMCA. WMCA, whatever Answering it is. Answering the door, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Dino Mike. From the South Bronx say, oh, my God, it's John Lennon. It's John Lennon? Oh, my God. Hey, what hey, a- hey, Alex, you think you want John Lennon right now? Yeah, yeah. You, are you sure it's John Lennon? 
And it was John Lennon. It was John Lennon. Over and over he would come on his own. Amazing. Because he heard something earlier in the day that riled him. You know who he was listening to earlier in the day on WFC? Bob Grant. That's right. Bob Grant. (laughs) Bob Grant. The king of talk radio from 3 to 6 on WMC. Unbelievable. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris with you till 5. Curtis will be back at 9. Oh, but before we bid adieu. I invented out some rats. Yeah. There are people listening to us now. Right now. Who called up about you and me and ratted us out to Greg Kelly. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And they gave disinformation. Tail Gunner Greg, I'm hearing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> misinformation. Misinformation. And disinformation. Unbelievable. How dare you be smirched? Going to play Curtis that at Chris. the end of the show. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we do at Rats around here? Mm. Right, we give him a time Thomas slot. We give him a time slot in the middays. 1 800 848 WABC. Chris in the Catskills. How you doing, Chris? You made a reference to that Alanis Morissette film, Jagged Little Pill. I actually saw um, the uh, premiere opening of that with the Woodstock Film Festival, a drive-in with my mom, who actually ended up passing away uh, like uh, days later. It was so- amazing. Sorry. Film. I hope the song didn't kill her. <laughs> so, so you guys got talking. I want to go on to a topic. Ideological-based politics that dualistic in nature has destroyed impartial dissemination of news and unfortunately almost all news is now reported in a way that correlates it or attempts to correlate a particular ideology like you look at the vaccination it should be based on science and attacking covid the right way all right so i'm losing him he's breaking his his signal's wrong I, i think what he was trying to say was there's no impartiality in news i don't believe that at all i think if you read the news section of like the new york times or of a newsday or a major week daily paper across the station if you listen to jackie grant who just left here she's not giving partiality to the news she's reading the news She's telling you what's going on. Yeah, in the world. yeah, but there's this uh, romanticization of what the old used to be. Walter Cronkite, remember CBS yeah, yeah. and I, most people watched him. That's the way it is. I believe. I stand to be corrected. I think he was from Montana, and the guy leaned hard left. I mean, real. some suggested that... He might have been vetted out, you know, by Senator Joe McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Well, Joe McCarthy. Yeah, well, who cares? Because Joe McCarthy was a quack. But news has always been slanted since the beginning of our country. This concept that everybody played it straight, fair, and right down the middle of speeches. Look, they did not get rid of him because he helped his brother. They got rid of him because of the ratings. They got rid of him because women said... Hmm. I don't like this guy anymore because of what his brother did, and he tried to help his brother. Ah, and, and he did. lost his audience. But notice, they put him on the shelf, uh, perpetual, uh, we'll call it detention. Right. It For like fire. three days. Right. Perpetual detention. And who was uh, that Skifosa who came on, the guy with the bald head, remember, and said, oh, he'll probably just be on the shelf for uh, three days. Right, right. Who's that guy? You know, I, he's know. Sort of rotund, I don't know who you're I talking about. I forget his name. Yeah. I call him Skifosa. Yeah. But anyway, he said, oh, probably just be. And then you're, you're saying to yourself, this, this Jeffrey Tubin, here's the guy who was plleasurizing yeah, himself yeah, on yeah. the Zoom conference. <laughs> they seem to have forgiven him. So you figure and it was you a can't chance. you can't see Jeffrey Tubin on TV and not think of that, right? Of course. You and, and by the way, we all do it. 
It's not like we don't do it. I'm thinking of, <laughs> but it's like, you know, he got caught doing it and he's yeah, but known look for at it. what happened to Pee Wee Herman, right? Uh, unbelievable. In that triple And he was in a place you were supposed to be doing that. It wasn't like he was doing it at like right. a, right, a Pee Wee's Playhouse. Almost he was over. T- ridiculous. But I'll tell you this about Chris Cuomo. Notice uh, Zucker, who gave him the death kiss on the cheek, said, you turned on the family. They used this right. woman from 16 years ago who used to be Chris Cuomo's boss at ABC. And apparently this is acknowledged by both sides. It was a party, a gathering. Chris had a little too much to drink. He goes, now that you're not my boss, I could give you a nice squeeze. Uh, held her and then grabbed her tuchus, her right cheek. He apologized afterwards. Yeah. It's not like it was in the news. He said, you know, I had too much to drink. I'm really uh, sorry. She forgave him. 16 years later. 16 years later. She has uh, memory retention. Yeah. And they used that as the reason yeah, it's to fire stupid. him. The reason they fired him was ratings and money. But was it justified? I, I mean, was it justified? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, I think it's justified to fire your primetime anchor because he's getting bad ratings. That is justified. This is a business. And by the way, it's show business, not news so, business. In his prime, right. when he had his brother on, on a regular basis. People loved it. In the middle of the lockdown and pandemic, the ratings soared. Yeah. So against Hannity on the right and Rachel Maddow, Maddow yeah. on the left. He, People loved it. He was soaring. So Zucker and CNN and AT&T, whoever owns them now, they were they were fatuous. Right. They were happy. It was complete conflict of interest if you consider Chris Cuomo a journalist. For him to be talking to his governor, the Governor, excuse me, his brother, the governor of New York State, on the air about a real problem. But it was it was highly entertaining. It was highly entertaining, and it was a ratings bonanza for CNN. Because remember when he turned to his brother and he said, uh, "You got a, a big schnoz, like a shotgun." Yeah. What do you put up your schnoz to test your, your yourself? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was funny. It was caring and loving, and you were he was humanized. But what he was doing was humanizing his brother. I mean, that's why during that time people were saying Andrew Cuomo should run for president. Thank God we dodged that bullet. Well. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden, who emerged. Exactly. Or you might have had candidates. We may, we you may. might have had. Because remember, they did away with the primaries because of COVID. Well, they didn't do they, away with the primaries. Well, pretty much, though. Because yeah, let's we were face through it. Super Tuesday by this point. Right, but Bernie the Altacaca Sanders wanted to roll it out. He wanted to yep. keep shooting craps. And they said, that's it, it's over. We're done. But just say in the latter part, uh, emerging, the man with the nipple ring that all the women love. <laughs> Andrew Evilized Cuomo. People loved him at the time. He could have swept the deck. He could have swept the deck. It's not for Joe Biden in South Carolina. Joe Biden, South Carolina, Jim Clyburn, very important. Well, let's go to the phone calls, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Tom. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm almost as old as Curtis, and before Crazy Reagan got rid of the fairness doctrine, there there was uh, pretty much fair news, not so much bias. But on this... Almost situation. Here's the difference between the parties and the networks. Just like um, the Democrats got rid of Al Franken for some bogus charge, uh, the crazy Republicans keep pervert gets. So CNN dumps Chris Cuomo, yet Fox and all the right wing nut loonies keep keep all their lying hosts and and garbage misinformation. And and that's the difference. I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't understand how Matt Gates is still hanging out. I don't understand how Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Paul Gosar puts out a video where he's killing a, a fellow member of Congress. 
Why are they still in in their jobs? Well, because they got elected by their constituents like the squad got elected by their constituents. There was a time, though, in Congress, not too long ago, like five years ago, where you did something like that. You get called to your leader's office. They hand you an envelope with your resignation in it, and they say, sign this and leave, or I'm going out there and having a press conference calling for you to resign. Uh, that never happened to Bernie the Altacaca Sanders for all the time he sided with our enemies. I, look, taking a policy decision. He was a congressman. Yeah, 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 but he is not taking a position where I want to kill my fellow uh, congress member. Where I'm out there saying anti-Semitic things like uh, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, give me a break. Anti-Semitic things? The squad never says that? <gasps> How you accept There was that? a condemnation of, condemnation of Ilhan Omar and then a public apology they, by her. Is she still on her committee? Yeah, she, there was a public uh, apology. What of, committee What committee is she on? I don't even know. Oh, uh, you ought to know. Foreign relations. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened to her. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Judith in Brooklyn. Judith. Hey, guys. You know what? Before I tell you about what I feel that Chris Cuomo, the dodo, that's what I call him and his brother. <laughs> yeah. But, like, guess what? I can't believe I'm going to say this because I am a real Trump supporter. I'm conservative. I'm, I'm very normal. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think you two have great radio chemistry, and I actually am enjoying the back and forth between the two of you. I like the camaraderie. I like it all. And I hope Curtis steps up, okay? It's supposed to be a bit of more debate, but still, it's a great show with the two of you. I have to say that, okay? I, I, wait, wait, Judith, Judith. I think Curtis is stepping up. What are you talking about? He doesn't let me get a free pass in here. You know what? Honestly, I think Curtis truly is not such a fighter that he's more of a gentle soul. I really do. And and somehow he's taming you a little. So I'm glad it's like a. Very uh, I think balance. we tame each other. I think that's probably why they they put us together. But of course, Curtis is going to be on for nine more hours tonight. So he has plenty of time to run wild. Well, Judith, uh, <laughs> let me tell you a little trick. Before I come in here, Chris is already here. You know, he's got his uh, sheet spread out of things he would like to talk about. <laughs> and I uh, I figure I'll do him a solid. I'll bring him a cup of water. But before <laughs> I come in, I put a little Prozac in there, unbeknownst to him. Because remember, when he was on his own, he was wild and out of control. So it's not me. I'm not the human Prozac to Chris Hahn, but I slip a little liquid Prozac into his water. I thought it was, I was tasting a little anisette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water, a, little yeah, a little anisette. <laughs> That's what my grandmother <laughs> used to do. Let's just put a little, a little anisette on him. He'll be fine. Judith, what else is on your mind? Oh, thank you. So Chris Cuomo the Dodo, he stepped over my red line when he defended and embraced Antifa. Antifa. Remember that? I don't remember him embracing remember, Antifa. Antifa is just an ideology. It's not real, even though I had my jaw broken by Antifa. Remember, Judy. It's only an ideology. I, I thought my grandfather, when he was fighting uh, in in Italy in 1945, on whose side for the Americans? Oh, with Bob Dole. I thought we're going to be I, talking about that. Uh, yeah, up. well, my grandfather died four years ago. He would have been the same age as Bob Dole. But uh, but it's uh, you know when he was fighting the fascists in Europe, he was anti-fascist. I thought that was a good thing. To yeah, be but wait a second. Are you sure he wasn't fighting with Mussolini? No, my grandfather was Jewish. He escaped from. Germany on the kinder transport came to America, joined the army. They sent them back to Italy and Germany in World War II. Wow. 
Yeah. What you should write a book about I, that. I, my aunt, I think, might be writing a book. You about have that. to. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a you know he was one of those guys. He was a, a U.S. He was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jew, and they sent him back. He was uh, in, in in military intelligence. Didn't like to talk about it. Uh, you know, saw a lot of bad things in his life, my grandfather. Wow. And just think, we're celebrating your grandfather's contribution uh, on the day that Bob Dole died. Yep. And, and Pearl we Arbor always day. wondered why his hand, he couldn't use his right hand. Because remember, you'd always yep. have to hold it back. It's because he was injured in uh, the fight to take back Italy from the fascists, from Hitler and Mussolini. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, these, that was the greatest generation. I mean, there's no way to, no way around it. Uh, the things that they did, but they were fighting fascists and I get it. You know, and even, even the greatest generation took Viagra because, uh, <laughs> when all is said and done. Yes. After all the eulogies for Bob Dole, he'll most be remembered for promoting Viagra. The most uh, famous American of that era was the first to actually allow himself to be in an ad- advertisement for Viagra. Yeah, I, and I think it was worth it for him in his retirement uh, to do that. Well, he certainly uh, said I, it. I personally think that he's going to be best known for Norm McDonald's imitation of him that he'd do on Saturday Night Live, which I thought was brilliant. Norm is, of course, no longer with us either, but that's how I will always remember Bob Let me Dole. give you a little trivia since we just mentioned the passing of Bob Dole today. Uh, who is the only other man to have been president from Kansas? Oh, the other only other man from Kansas to be president? He wasn't president. He wasn't president. He became president. Oh, Bob Dole was not. Dole didn't, right? right, right, right. I don't know. You tell me the name of that. Dwight Eisenhower. Ah. See that? Right. Uh, well, he was from a lot of places, Dwight Eisenhower. Kansas is just one of the many places Dwight Eisenhower Well, that's was where from. he was birthed. Yeah, birthed. But he was a military brat because his father was in the military. He moved around. He was from all over the place. But, you know, look, Bob Dole was a great guy. A great man. Bob Dole taught me one important lesson about politics, a lesson I, I always remember. You can never talk about the past. You've got to talk about the future. His slogan was, let me be a bridge to the past. And Bill Clinton came right back and said, I am the bridge to the 21st century. No, and no, going no. forward always beats going backwards. Yeah, but really it was Michael Buttigieg for Rudy. I saw him out on the campaign trail in Florida, in Daytona Beach and in Orlando. And he kept talking about 9-11, which wasn't that right. far in the past right. when he ran. Right. People didn't want to hear that. No. They don't want to hear they about did what, not no. what are you going to, to do next? Them. What's your next chapter? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Sliwa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. We've got some rats around here, Curtis. Yep, yep. They listen. We like the fact that they listen morning, noon, and night. Yeah. But dropping dime to Greg Kelly and then giving him disinformation and misinformation about our show. Yes. It's a Shonda. And they're like taking it out on me. And I don't even know what I said other than, you know. We're going to play those cuts later on in the show. All right. We have what I said, too. Uh, no, what you, I, I, well, no, I, no. You'll, you'll be able to uh, uh, respond. All right. Respond I'll respond, respond to the rats. one 800 Let me go to Willie in Staten Island. Willie. Yeah, check out Bizarre Murder Case at CNN.com. 
You see? Yeah, this guy, you know, we got four people working in this booth today. I don't understand. And they this can't guy. do a background check on these callers? No, I don't understand this. Uh, this guy has the hots for Janine Pirro, Judge Janine Pirro. So yeah. you figure. You call Sundays, 11 or 12, after Rudy's on with Dr. Right, Maria, right. right? Yeah, right. He never does. No. So, you know, it's like the guy who is fascinated by somebody at a long distance, yeah, yeah. you know. But they don't want to get close to him. They're like, ah. Exactly. Right, right. They How feel- many guys did you know, like in high school, yeah. were afraid to approach this girl that they were, like, fantasizing uh, about? Everybody I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Myself that's included. What, that's what this guy, he, he has this fixation yeah. on Janine Pirro. Yeah. And he never calls her. No, no, no. He calls us. He calls every other show on the network, but he doesn't call her. But that is she so might indicative. yell at him, which right. she should. That is so <laughs> indicative of guys who really were grasping for their sexuality. They were yeah. really sort of grasping. They don't, he didn't really. This guy doesn't know who he is. Yeah, well, trust me. He grabbed his sexuality and found out quick. I think he's a Jeffrey Tubin type grabber, is what I think. <laughs> I'm just saying. And that's fine. What the hell is he doing back on CNN? I don't get it. Like, Jeffrey Tubin, it's okay. You come, come on back, Jeff. You're good. You're good. I Wait mean, a second. You know what? He graduated from Harvard with a B.A. <laughs> and he's you know, an Upper West Sider. It'd be one thing if he was like... A sports guy or the entertainment reporter. He's their legal analyst. I mean, but what is it? I mean, come on. I mean, think of it. You're on a Zoom call. By the way, by the way, one more thing. Yes. There are a million freaking people who could do that job. A million people. Yes. And I get it. He didn't mean it, but, you know. Yeah, but what possesses you? You're doing a Zoom call. You know, you can see all the people you're talking to. Right. Most of them, because the workforce mostly comprises of women now. Right. And then you're going to be maneuvering your joystick? I, I I mean, in the middle of a work day? I mean, what a gabon. <laughs> I mean, come on. But come on back. You, you can't you, you can't wait till the day is over. You you have a you went to Harvard and had a BA and you're from the Upper West Side. You passed. I don't think he's from the Upper West Side. Yeah, I think so. No. I think his I think, I think his parents were all involved in TV production of oh. one, one thing or another. So he was like born into it. Yeah, maybe it's time for another voice. I just, I find it hard to watch him at this point. Yeah, that I problem think. was he couldn't find it hard. So I like Joe Depp grasping. <laughs> the problem is he found it hard. And that was the real, <laughs> real problem. I like Joey Jackson on CNN. Okay, let's go, let's, let's keep him up. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Chris in North Jersey. Chris, you're on with Curtis and Chris Hahn. Hey, happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Uh, hey, Chris. I see you on TV, I listen to you on radio, and the only thing I can co- conclude is that is that you're so dumb it takes you to an hour to make minute rice. Oh, oh my God. Wait, did you write that yourself? Wait, wait, Chris. Did did you write that yourself or did somebody or did somebody help you? Oh, he dropped. He didn't want to engage. Come on, that was good. He waited a half an hour. Yeah, but it was for good. a joke from nineteen sixty eight. He dropped a bomb on you. That <laughs> oh, was good. Oh, oh my God, I'm I'm reeling. I'm reeling right now. I have I feel like I feel like my heart is about and his to delivery, fall. Out of my chest. His delivery was good. He, he he paused. He paused. And then he dropped he, he first, dropped you quick. Yeah, he started with a happy holiday. Yes. Yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. And now let me 
Let me drop a bomb on you, Chris. You I thought that was fan. brilliant. You, you thought that was five star you, top you show. Need, you know, I think those concussions are starting to wear on you. If you thought that was brilliant, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Because you can't remember that joke from the first time you heard it back in uh, 1965. Four major concussions <laughs> and twelve mild concussions I've had in my lifetime. And do I show any signs of that? Do I? Come on, let's face You're it. You're a little punchy. Always punch. I can't imagine what you're like at 2 a.m. I would wish that I could oh, stay Oh, that's up. why you got to listen tonight. It's <laughs> a stream of consciousness. It's pure theater of the mind. I tie so many subjects together that it'll have you playing with your dreidel here on Hanukkah, right? Last, last night, tomorrow. Is tonight the last night? I, I think like tomorrow, tomorrow night's night. last night. You know, my kids are, like, ripping me off. My two youngest kids are, are Jewish, uh, Carter and Hunter. So every night they want a separate tour. Of course. That's the rule. So eight times two. Sixteen. Hmm, you sure? Yeah. Okay. Eight times two. Sixteen. And then they tell me, and they, they want, uh, they want uh, icing on the cake. They want Christmas presents, Of course. Too. They get both. I said, it's Christ. Mass. They go, no, it's X mass. Presence. There you go. What a shakedown. Make it happen, man. Make it's it rain. Extortion. That's why you're working all these hours. It's a ripoff. <laughs> That's why you're working 35 hours a day. It's a disgraziata. A shunda. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Roger in Astoria. Roger. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well. Hope you're having a great weekend. Um, <clears throat> first of all, Curtis. Um, we met many times as I uh, helped support you and Vicky Palladino in District 19, and I'm very happy to to say that uh, you won in that district, and uh, I'm still a big supporter. I'm not going to get into it. I, it we've, we've met many times. But the main thing I wanted to comment on was the last segment you talked about how, you know, congressional members don't get held, you know, to any standard or any – like reasonable, you know. Uh, I we did we lose him? I, I don't know if we lost him or they just cut him off because they just. No, thought Roger's we... trying to remember all the times we met. Yeah, He's probably going to ask me. Remember Ditmar's Boulevard, nineteen ninety six. No, I know where Paladino's district is, Little yes. Neck Queens. Yeah. You know how I know this? Because on my way in this morning, I forgot to grab a Red Bull out of my fridge, and I needed one before I came on the air with you. So I, when I got to Little Neck, I pulled into the gas station right off the highway, and I saw a sign yeah. for Vicky Paladino. That's right, Little Neck Douglas. And I thought to myself, is she related to that other Paladino? Bayside, Whitestone, College Point. Yeah, I took all those districts, too. Thank you. Yeah, well, how'd that work out Thank for you? Thank you, Rod, for remembering that. <laughs> hey, thanks for bringing up the pain that this man feels, <laughs> that if only he lived on Long Island his whole life, And believe it or not, run. I want a little section of Astoria, which is AOC All Out Crazy Land, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, figure out, how the hell did I end up winning a there is a very of small Orthodox Jewish area in Astoria, no, and a very small no. Greek section of Astoria. Yeah, 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 no, the Greeks are there, yeah. and it's closest to LaGuardia Airport. It's not really uh, further up Oh, you up won on that Dittmar's. little uh, corner there. Yeah, the old-timers. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jackson old Avenue by the diner over there. Yeah, all of them growing uh, grape leaves, Greek <laughs> grape leaves and Italian grape leaves. I won that section. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC, if you want to be part of the national conversation. I, I look... I mean, I just want to go back to this Cuomo thing. I, I, I get the excuse that they're using that he helped his brother. I get the excuse about what happened 20 years ago, whatever it is. I just wish they would be honest and say, look, he was failing in the time slot. 
we're going to use this excuse to get rid of him. I wonder if he's got a golden parachute out of this. Well, you know, that was exactly what happened uh, in the old Don Imus situation. Uh, when Don Imus was riding high in the saddle, WFAN would never have gotten rid of never, him. for nothing. Uh, for what he said about the Rutgers girl basketball team, which was minimal compared to all the things he could have gotten uh, fired yeah. for. I mean, he should have been fired a million times before but, that. But they were thinking, wait a second, his ratings are down, the income is down. If ever there was a time to get out of this. I mean, it'll, at the end of his career, he was horrible. No, no, uh, you say he was horrible. 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 Absolutely horrible. What do you mean horrible? He was here. Yeah, well, I mean, he was he was getting killed by Howard Stern. He, Howard Stern wasn't even on the radio. By the way, Howard Stern mentioned you. What? This week, yeah. Wait, that's right. Did he forget all about me? No, no, Howard has not forgotten well, about well, me. This is the second something. time in three weeks you've been mentioned by Howard I've Stern. I've appeared on the Howard Stern show. You have. A few times. And then all of a sudden, I'm running for mayor as Republican. I don't even get my phone call returned because he's become this hardcore Democrat. Because remember, before that, before Trump, he was a libertarian. I, I don't think he's a hardcore Democrat. I think that he doesn't like Trump, uh, but I don't think he's a hardcore well, how Democrat. How come he didn't have me He on? mentioned you on the air. What? He okay, mentioned he you mentioned twice. Me what? He mentioned you during the race. Two seconds? Well, he mentioned you. They were, doing, they were playing a game about topical pornography, and they asked the question if there has been a topical pornographic movie made about you and Eric Adams. Uh, <laughs> and there wasn't, thank God. And that was it. <laughs> I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief. Did he suggest that everybody vote for Curtis? No, no, no. This, was after, this was after the election. I was out running, and I was listening to the show. And when I heard them mention you in this category, I just laughed. I had to stop. I had to, I literally I, was. I can't believe this. I'm a cat lover, right? You are, and so is he. Right. And yet, I'm a persona non grata because I ran as a Republican. I don't think that's it. I think that, uh, this show is, they, he didn't have Eric Adams on. He didn't have any, he doesn't have politicians on. He has. He's almost never entertainment. on. He's on all the time. Three three days a week. Yeah, but it's great. It's twelve hours of radio. I mean, it's not. It's a one day oh. job for you, but it's you know. Oh, and you, who are here on WABC, who does he listen to? Howard Stern, and not the lineup here at WABC. Oh my God, listen to Greg Kelly. You pretty tall. You pretty tall. Listen to Rudy. Really? Of course. I'm going to turn I'm going to tune in for Rudy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Get an education. <laughs> By listening to Mike Kumbadi Chi, Monday through Friday from 3 to 4. <laughs> well, I'm sure you enjoy it. I'm sure I really I do. I, do. I, I am very interested to hear about what these rats oh, were doing. We have, a, we have a whole group of rats out there who yeah. listen, and then they call up Greg Kelly and rat. Not just you out to him. They're ratting you out. But me too. What did you say? Well, wait. And then they indicate that you and I substituted for him on Thanksgiving the no, day no. he took off. You did. I did not. Exactly. I filled in for Bernie and Sid. I did not fill in for Right, Greg but you Kelly. see, they purposefully said that to try to stir yeah. the flotsam and jetsam here it, at WABC. It is kind of funny. Somebody did, they did, somebody asked me to fill in for Rudy. I don't think they are aware of Rudy and mine's history. Oh, that would have been so good. I mean, could you imagine that would have been like a was getting belief. calls the next day? You know, Chris Hahn was on, and he was talking about you for two hours. I mean, but that would have been true. Could you imagine? I mean, it would have been big news. We probably could have gotten the post it, or something. That would have been truthful ratting out. They would have deserved their Parmesan pizza. Uh, they would have deserved their pizza pie to walk down the stairs. Oh, but it would have been... I would do anything to be able to hear you substituting for my Kumbali Cheech Rudy Julia. I, I mean, it would have been. I, I don't know how I would have been able to not 
be incredibly critical of Rudy Giuliani for two hours if I was sitting in that Now, let me ask you a quick question because it brings to mind Andrew Giuliani running for governor on the Republican line. Is he really? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, still in Astorino. But uh, he called up his dad on air with the good news that his wife had delivered a brand new bouncing uh, girl into the world. Uh, Then, remember, there's Frank Morano with Carmine, who's now 16 pounds. He's gained three pounds (laughs) in 10 days. Uh, Then you had Greg Kelly. Uh, whose wife brought into the world uh, a girl, Congra- that's the second girl. Congratulations, Greg. Uh, what is it here at WABC? Uh, have you had a vasectomy? Or no, I have not. You shoot blanks or whatever? I know. I'm very careful. There might be something in the air here at WABC. You know, no, you better watch out. You're the one with a wife who's in her 20s. No, no, I no. I think you should be watching it's out, It's called Curtis. prostate cancer. I mean, Abraham had a baby at your age. Oh, uh, let me tell remember you Remember Abraham so. from the Bible? Oh, I remember I think he the was Old a little Testament. Bit, he was a little older than you, uh, actually. When you've had prostate <laughs> cancer and you've had the operation, nobody could ever hit you with a paternity suit. You show the documentation. You yeah, see? I... It's impossible. Well, if it's your wife, it's not really a paternity suit. It's... It's called alimony. It's called it's called child support. Yeah, never got hit with that. No. Got hit with plenty of child support, but never. Uh, <laughs> this is why you're working. So. This is why you're going to be on the air till five a.m. today. Yeah, no, no kids were ever running up to me going, "Poppy, poppy," with eight, their mothers. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Curtis and Chris with you till five. Then Curtis is back from nine to one, and then again filling in for Frank. Yeah, Toronto I flip the script. I go one. from being Curtis Lewa. To theater of the mind, imagine me, don't, as the Mama Luke Frank Morano. Oh, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC. Christmas. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Ralph in New Jersey. Ralph, how you doing? Yeah, look at the Janine Machine by Richard Blair. I mean, this guy calls every minute. one 800 got an obsession yeah. with Janine Pirro. Yeah, I don't get it. one 800 Let me go to Chris in Queens. Chris. Hi guys, um, I had a I had a funny Chris Cuomo story I wanted to tell you, and I hope you didn't see this on the air. But I think it was last summer. I was watching Inside Edition, and you see Chris Cuomo's wife is sitting in their living room, and she's doing something on the internet, a Zoom thing, and and you could see in, into their backyard, and as uh, as she's she, you know as she's doing her thing. Along comes Chris. He's bobbing along in the backyard past the window. And when I say he's bobbing along, <laughs> he was totally naked. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, where well, they used to do that <laughs> on Reese Park. <laughs> Reese Park in the Rockways, they used to have one section there where you could just strip it all off. And this was back in like the 60s and 70s. Is that gone now? You can't do that anymore there? 
No, actually, I haven't really seen uh, that on city beaches. Yeah. But everybody who wanted to be uh, a nudist knew that if you weren't going to leave the five boroughs and go down to the Jersey Shore, well, you could you go out to, to Long Island, too. You could go to uh, Jones Beach or something. There's places oh, you, you could do yeah. You there as a uh, little kid, your eyeballs falling I'm like, out. you know, I, it's funny. When you're when you're like a teenager, you go, oh, let's go find the nude beach. And then you find it, and you're like, okay, let's get off the nude beach. You <laughs> didn't find it there. No, 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 no. You would find the nude beach on, on Fire Island when you were uh, when you were a kid, when you were at Jones Beach or Robert Moses. Now, wait a second. You would take the ferry to Fire Island? No, to Ro- Robert Moses is on Fire Island. So is Jones Beach. Fire Island actually means four islands in Dutch. But, yeah, but what is uh, that? I have a feeling you may have experimented a little no, bit. No, I did go to Kismet. I used to be on Kismet oh, on Fire Island. Oh. And the last time I had a fist fight in my life was the night Princess Diana died. I was at Kismet. I was at the Kismet Inn. And somebody walks into the bar and says to a girl, oh, Princess Diana died. And you could see the wave of sorrow uh, go through the bar and all the women start crying. The men are like, what the hell's going on? Anyway, anybody who was hooking up was not hooking up that night. We all wind up back at the house. We're all kind of drunk. One of the guys is yelling and screaming, saying, I don't understand. Why are people so mad? Why are people so mad? They don't even know her. And I was like, come on, man. I remember when Thurman Munson died. I was crying. And he goes, you can't remember Thurman Munson. You were like five years old. And he pushed me and I punched him in the face. And then everybody broke up the fight. The problem was that that was his house. And I was staying with one of his roommates, and I had to leave. And the ferries were stopped, so I had to get a water oh, so taxi. You would tell I had to get a water taxi back to the mainland. Where's that? So his friend, you were staying with his friends. They were gay at that time? No, Kismet was not a gay place. Kismet, sure? was, Kismet was like a college college. I'm just inquiring, you know, taking the ferry to fight. Well, I, I will tell you, as a progressive, if yes. I was gay, Curtis, yes. I would just tell you I was gay. Mm. Um, You'd come out of the class. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gay, man. You, you got a problem with it? That's good. But that's what I would say. That- as a conservative... You might want to cover that up a little bit because that's what they almost always do, right? We're looking at these preachers. Like every year, we find another preacher preaching against homosexuality that we find out is himself homosexual. You have a sanctuary. It's called... Log Cabin Republicans. You just become they a log exist. cabin they, they Republican. They do. I've spoken they, they, before. They, they like three or four of them, right? It doesn't matter. They yeah. exist. Yeah, there's three or four of them. You have a sanctuary. A huge organization. Yeah, sanctuary. Yeah, that, that's the sanctuary if you're a Republican. I don't think they're really into it anymore. I think there's not too many. you got to really be – I think the Log Cabin Republicans have a similar problem to you. They've been hitting the head one too many times, and they just can't see straight at this point. Trust me. They exist, they're real, and they're coming after you. Are they coming after me? Yeah, coming, coming after the aggressive? Yeah, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> of course. I welcome it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Uh, let's go to Richard in Westchester. How do you do? I'm doing uh, okay. I'm enjoying your program. The fellow you were talking about on CNN who was uh, uh, mentioning Chris Cuomo, he'll only be off for months. Is probably the ugliest white man on uh, on TV and the stupidest, Brian Seltzer, on CNN. Yeah, he is. A two, uh, he's a two cent plane. He's Seltzer. Oh, leave him alone. Come on. I, you know, people used to mistake me for him on TV. You're kidding? Yeah, they would say you're you're Brian Seltzer's doppelganger. I, I swear to God, I kid you not. I get it all the time. Like people go, "Are you Brian Seltzer?" Did you ever meet I get, him? I've I've met him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we look a lot alike. Are you person. sure? Did you do a DNA check in Salt Lake City with <laughs> we, Mormons? We look we look a lot alike on TV. You share the same politics. I, I don't know what his politics are. Oh, he works <laughs> for CNN. You know, what he, do you think? He's a he's a writer on that 
show, The Morning Show on Apple TV, which is actually pretty good. Jennifer Aniston's best work, I think. Uh, if you, if you, if you not, like that kind of thing. I ain't watching Jennifer Aniston. Please, I ain't a Friends kind of guy. So no, nah, you don't like uh, Friends. I figured nah. that'd be you. You know, no, no, I love enemies. <laughs> You should do a show about enemies, the blood feuds, the vendettas that the Cuomos are now going to be involved in. Trust me, they will settle all scores one way or the other. How? How do you envision them doing that? I mean, I know Andrew's got a huge war chest. He's got $18 million sitting in a bank. I don't know where that's going to go. But how do you, other than that money being spent... And, and I think it would be wasted, frankly. Yeah, well, see, if Andrew exhausts his opportunity to run for state attorney general, which would really give him an opportunity to seek vengeance legally in civil court, criminal right. court, he's got a dossier on everybody. He's like the J. Edgar Hoover of Democratic state politics, and they all know it. So if he can't run or he runs and he loses, that's it. He's going to be Michael Corleone. He's going to say to Chris and the other Cuomos, we settle all scores. And then because he still has connections with journalists, he will leak out information that is truthful, that can be very harmful to those who are either inactive or still active in politics. Well, look, I mean, he doesn't need to run for office to do that. He doesn't need to spend. Yeah, but he still he still thinks he has a chance to be state attorney general. And let's face it, if you were to run an election tomorrow for state attorney general without Tish James in it, he'd probably win. I don't think so. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. one 800 wabc coming at you. Big week for Biden, Curtis. Oh, Huge week. Huge. I mean, think of it. He's going to have a a sit-down with Vladimir Putin. Mm. Putin has 175,000 troops amassed on the Ukrainian border, and they're not denying it either. So it's not like, oh, we got, you know, the uh, satellite photos, and they say, that's a lie. We're just doing military maneuvers. No. Right, right. They're set to go. And the king of comedy, who's the president of the Ukraine, is saying, they're trying a coup d'etat before that. Yeah. So now think of that. And simultaneously, halfway across the world, the Red Chinese are flying bombers in Taiwanese airspace. Mm. Taiwan has not responded. But let's face it, it could be one Taiwan guy, you know, with memories of Chiang Kai-shek, yep. who all of a sudden pulls the trigger. I don't know if there's a guy with a trigger who remembers <laughs> Chiang Kai-shek. but He probably has a picture of him. <laughs> His parents and grandparents exactly. told him about it, maybe. I don't right. know about him. So think about that. Let's say that both the Red Chinese and the Russians have had discussions and said, look, you attack Taiwan, I attack the Ukraine. What the hell is Biden and the U.S. and their allies going to do? What? Fight two wars simultaneously? The last time they did that was World War II. Yeah. And remember, we didn't declare war on Germany. Germany declared a war on us a few days after Pearl Harbor. Right. So we then found out it was all a plan. Yep. So if you were sitting in the uh, conference room at the White House, not the West Wing, but a conference room with Joe Biden, President, 
What would you suggest he do if, in fact, this is the strategy to test the strength of America and her allies in fulfilling these non-aggression pacts? I would say with the case of Russia, I would shut down their oil pipelines and their oil fields. I would make it so – I make it impossible for them to sell oil on the world market, not just through sanctions, but by through action, whether it be cyber attacks or military direct military action on those fields. All right, and so tell that, Vladimir Putin. That's a form of war, though. Well, I would suggest, I mean, they've been doing cyber attacks on us all the time. And I would suggest that, you know, Joe Biden earlier in his presidency said to Vladimir Putin through, you know, uh, through a press conference, how would you like it if we shut down your oil fields? When they were doing, they, they shut down one of our oil pipelines. There was a cyber attack on one of our oil pipelines from a Russian based hacking group that clearly is allowed to operate in Putin's Russia. Well, the problem is with Biden having closed uh, the pipeline to uh, uh, to Alberta, uh, we now want Soviet oil no, slash we Russian don't. oil. We, we don't. It has nothing to do with anything. Oil is a global commodity. The pipeline that was going to be bringing Russian oil sands to the United States of America would not have reduced gas prices. It would have actually allowed that Russian oil to be sold more easily on the international market, not but, but necessarily if domestically. If Vladimir Putin and, and so. Joe Biden were to do everything you're suggesting, he would consider that an act of war. So let's say he Yeah, well I mean look if they're gonna if they're gonna attack one of our allies, that is an all act right, of so war. Let's say respond. He tells his T two tank commanders all the way to Kiev, take over the whole country. Right. Forget just the Crimea and other parts all the way to Kiev, and take into custody the king of all comedy, that young president. Yeah, he's like 35-year-old president. Right, who still uses Clearasol because he has a, a pimple, an acne problem. Now, that's one battle. Then the Red Chinese say, let's take advantage of this. Let's take over Taiwan. It's what we've always wanted to do. Uh, are we going to get involved militarily against these two giant military machines? I think we have no choice in those cases. I, I think we have no choice in those cases. And I think that Biden this week has to be very clear to both China and Russia that we will. And I think NATO needs to be very clear that they will as well. But what about if uh, Joe Biden does what uh, Barack Obama did and sort of, you know, close his eyes, say, hey, look, you took a little bit of the Ukraine back when I was there. OK, we we we, we bumped chests. Just take a little bit more. Not the whole thing. Leave no, Kiev. I, Leave the king of all comedy in charge. And take a few other provinces. I, I don't believe that that's going to be an option for Joe Biden. So, we'll And see. then his friends, the Chinese, we remember. Who is that? President who? What's on Xi. second? I don't know who's on third. President Xi. Right. President Xi. Oh, my very dear long friendship with Joe Biden. And then Joe said, no, we haven't been friends that long. But he has, hasn't he? <laughs> what does he do now? I mean, if friends I send the sixth fleet into the region and prevent any attack of Taiwan. And in fact, if uh, red Chinese bombers launch an attack, they won't. But if they did, if our fleet is there, which it is, frankly, they won't. And you believe that President Joe Biden will have his fail safe moment talking simultaneously on one phone with Vladimir Putin and his very dear friend. Even Chi said that himself. Oh, my very dear friend. I think the Joe bigger, Biden. I think the bigger risk right now is Russia and Ukraine. I, you know, China has been playing games with Taiwan for 50 years, 60 years, 75 years. Let's face it. They've been playing this game for years and years and years. This Russian aggression, which 
it needs to be stopped. It needs to be stopped in its tracks. And it's not just the United States problems. It's an entire European problem. But they're basically saying the Ukraine was ours. No. You guys took the Ukraine from us. And then immediately you embraced them into NATO. Not, yeah. Not well, they're fair. part of NATO. I don't, know what to, I don't know what to tell you. It's over. You're not getting it back. So basically, if we got to go to war, we got to go to war. I don't think we're going to war. You think the French have our backs? Come on. <laughs> the French better have our backs because why would why would he stop? You think and, the Germans why would have he our stop backs? at the Ukraine? Yeah. I mean, there are other, you know, then he's going to go into Estonia and Latvia and all of the other former satellite Soviet uh, countries over there. He's going to try out, to rebring. left out Lithuania. He's Lithuania. Go, he's all go, three, right? He's going to take all three He's going to run the board. Absolutely. He's going to keep moving out. Why don't, why don't we take back Eastern Germany? Like, what's stopping us? Well, let's find out from our many listeners out there now that Merkel is no longer there to stand in defiance of Vladimir Putin. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of this national conversation. Uh, let, me go to, uh, let me go to Drew in White Plains. Hi. I just wanted to say, first off, I love listening to you guys show that you guys can sit down and have two completely different opinions and still sit there and talk. Um, I feel like journalism is dead as far as when it comes to politics. I feel like nobody wants to tell the truth, and people just want to pander. Either you're going to pander to the left or the right. And even with this New York governor's race coming on, I mean, anybody who thinks Andrew Giuliani or Lee Zeldin or Rob Astorino has a shot is just completely out of touch with New York politics. And it's like if you're somebody on the right, nobody even wants to call it out. Like I said to Curtis last week, there's plenty of good candidates that could have ran, including Harry Wilson that's right up the street from me in Scarsdale. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. And it's like nobody wants to talk about well, Drew, that Drew, nobody wants to accept well, it. When you, when you look at the demographic maps, to win New York State as a Republican now, you have to get 30% of the New York City vote. I know how difficult that is because I just about got 30% in the mayoral primary. It's a very difficult task. So you know you're going to win upstate. When you looked at the last election of uh, Andrew Cuomo, who in the primary said, how dare you, Cynthia Nixon, challenge me? How dare you? But then ran against Molinaro. He crushed Molinaro. But there were whole swaths upstate that were all red. Yeah, where nobody lives. Yeah, the well, parts of upstate where people live went to Cuomo. Yeah. Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, those all went to Cuomo. No, no, I know. But if Molinaro had gotten 30% of the New York City vote, it would have been neck and neck. He would have needed to have gotten 70% of the Long Island vote, too. And he, or excuse me, sixty or sixty-five well, percent of Long that's Island. That's what Zeldin is banking on. Well, that it's just a pipe dream for him. I mean, he he would be lucky to get that number in his own district, congressional district. And don't count alone. out Andrew Giuliani. I've been out there. I've seen him campaigning in hostile areas. Now we're not talking about friendly areas. The guy is a great retail campaigner. I he dives I right I, into the crowd. I don't think so. No. The name resonates. Yeah, the name resonates with a few people, but I don't think when they actually meet him and see him campaigning, what is his what is his claim? I mean, at least Astorino ran a big county. Lee Zeldin was a congressman and a state senator. What is Andrew Giuliani's claim on it? He's a his, Giuliani. His son. He's you know. I, I, I thought you hated that. I mean, we hate nepotism. That. Yeah, I thought we hate nepotism. Oh, oh so you mean you got, I hate it. You got all bushed out, right? Yeah, I'm all Bush, bushed out. Forty one, forty three. I'm all out of anybody. All Clinton out. We are Americans. We do not 
promote kings and queens here. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you up next because you worked for a form of royalty. Uh, he's not alone. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Uh, I'm sorry. Former royalty. This is a guy who came from nothing. His parents were, were exter- His father was an exterminator. I heard that story. He was not, he was not a, the son of a senator. He, I understand. He, he ain't no senator's son. I, I heard that story. Another many, son. Many, many times. Uh, his father, unfortunately, passed at the age of 98 this past week. Yeah, yeah, yes. A day last after week. he and I were the keynote speakers at the Chinese banquet in Chinatown. Let me tell you something. He was not a happy camper to see me there. <laughs> uh, and then he, I think he celebrated a birthday. But he's running for office again, and he's not alone. There are others. Term limits. He is the poster child of term limits. It's time to go. I think we have a term limit. It's called called an election. Right, but a president runs two terms. That's it. You're out. It's a lot of power being president. But the point is, there's a lot of uh, power being majority leader. Yeah, well, he's only been majority leader for a year. And uh, may not end up after the midterm elections if he gets elected. It's been elected. one year as leader. I mean, give him a break. But think of it. With all midterm elections, and I think even you would have to acknowledge the Republicans have a very good chance of taking back the House. I think they're going to take back the House. Maybe the Senate. Uh, one thing they- that'll stop them, and we won't talk about it on the show today, is if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, it could be a problem. Understood. Understood. Yeah. But here it is. There are serious challenges underway in New York by Republicans who now feel, wow, we got to ride yep. the tsunami to victory, including the governor's race. Serious challenges. Mm-hmm. No mention of a challenge to Chuck Schumer. What is this guy? I, is he, he's a deity? You know, the guy what works, the guy works hard. He's all over this state every single year, visits every county in this state. I know, as, but, but you know, when Harry Reid was running over and over, he had challenge after challenge. Right. McConnell, Very different state, Nevada. McConnell, Kentucky, challenge after challenge. Basically, they give Schumer a pass. Every six years, can you remember any of the Republicans who ran against I, Schumer? I mean, I worked on one of the campaigns against him. I don't remember them. Exactly. <laughs> so. They, trust me. If there's one thing I'm going to do is make sure there's a serious challenge. Why are you going to do that? To shoot. Why are you going to do that to me? You're going to put me in a bad spot. He's bad for I'm America. I'm going to have to take you out. Forget first. New York. He's bad for America. one 800 wabc Mike in Princeton, you're on with Curtis and Chris on. Yeah, Chris. Uh, can you hear me? We got, we got you. Well, we had you, Mike, and then his brain. And I wish people would call us from good cell service areas. You would think Princeton, New Jersey, they'd have some nice cell phone service. Yeah, but they're basically run by the Red Chinese there. So they're probably, you know, it's G5. In Princeton, New Jersey? Hell yeah. The town itself. You know how many Red Chinese students go to Princeton University? uh, And they're not just trying to get ahead? You you know why they're going to Princeton University? To insert themselves (laughs) as covert operatives. Just like Stony Brook near you. I, I, you know, the what, last time I was at Stony Brook, is there an American who goes to Stony yes, Brook? Yes, there are many, Chinese? and there are many um, uh, Ch- Asian Americans there as well. Did you vet them out? Did you find out which age? Are they from Taiwan? Are they from Red China? By the way, when you come out, when you come out to visit me in Stony Brook, we yeah. are going to go get Vietnamese food. Have you ever had it? Yeah, I've had. Vietnamese I love food. it. I just discovered it. But we can't it's bring my Nancy. Thing. Nancy has nightmares. She went to Stony Brook, you know, middle class. So she had to get a job to try to pay her student yeah, loans. Yeah. She had to make 400 pizzas a day in the cafeteria <laughs> for all the red Chinese students who were being subsidized uh, it wasn't, by President Who. What's stop, the second? I don't stop, know who's on third. She. President Xi. Whatever. President Xi. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Joe in Manhattan. Joe. Listen, I'm sick and tired of this uh, Russian bashing because it's out of place completely. If you 
or in Mars or a really neutral person, you will realize that 28 countries, NATO members, are ganging up on Russia, right? Uh, uh, there's no more Warsaw. It's gone. You know? Yeah. What is that? Warsaw is gone? I'm Polish. The Warsaw Pact. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I wanted to make sure. No, they're all gone. I slept a little late. I slept five hours today instead of Oh, my God. Five hours. I want to make sure Warsaw is still there. (laughs) Well, Warsaw, Wisconsin. Is that right? Is that Warsaw, Wisconsin? I don't think anybody's ganging up on Russia. I think Russia's a bad actor. And I think they were a bad actor uh, before Trump. They, They got worse during Trump. And I think something needs to be done about it, frankly. Oh, wait, now wait. You're, you're puffing your chest. You're acting a little jingoistic here. Uh, something must be done. Yeah, I think something needs to be done. I think they need to be held accountable. Are you banging the war drums? No, yeah. I'm not a war guy. I don't want to see war done. But I think that uh, you fight fire with fire. They have been cyber criminals, I think, around this world. And I think that the rest of the world needs to not take it lying down and need to fight back. And we have, we have the ability to do it, and we should use it. You think President Joe Biden, though— Will be the guy to do that. Yes, I do. And against the red Chinese yeah, president, I don't who, think I don't think President Xi is attacking Taiwan. They they want to make money. They don't want to have wars. Why did he call him my very dear friend? Why Why did he go out of his way at the beginning? It's of called comedy. You know what comedy is? That's how you. That's diplomacy. No, no, there You're was no nice. comedy in that. Comedy, not D T, with a T. Comet T. Comet. That's what I used to, you know, with Ajax, yeah, yeah, yeah. used no, to scrub that, the sink it's, with it's, in the, it's not in the bathroom. Back when you were working at McDonald's? No, 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 no that no. house. That Comet-y. was my chore to clean the bathroom. It's the it's it's diplomacy. It's the ability to say nice things about your adversary so that you lower the temperature of the Well, debate. you certainly don't do that. I do it here all the time. I say nice things about you. At, well, wait. Coming up next. I wonder what you're going to say about the rats. Oh, those rats. Who went out of their those way. Those dirty rats. Those dirty, dirty rats. Over a series of days, not even one day. I say one thing about my friend Greg Kelly, and he is a friend. I, I am just giving you. I just say I don't believe anything he said. What are the milder cuts? <laughs> I'm not giving you the cuts that had hot sauce on. Oh, my God. And then I want you to respond, Chris. I will respond. Because they also took shots across the broadside of me. <laughs> Across the broadside? How dare they? You are... In, I think I convoluted I would, that. I was going to call you a national treasure, but you're really not national. You're a local <laughs> treasure. one 800 848 wabc It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris with you till 5 o'clock. Then Curtis comes back at 9 and he's here till 5 a.m. Yeah, but I, I split like an amoeba. I do uh, your typical Curtis Sliwa style show. Right. Uh, we'll be doing a We Be Thugging update about all the crime that's been uh, taking place here. And naturally, the uh, <clears throat> the shooting galleries uh, coming to a neighborhood near you. Oh, okay. I have some... Um, Scare them until listening. All right, got it. Tidbits of information on that. Uh, so I'm just straight Curtis Sliwa, and then I flip the script, and I become like the Mama Luke Frank Marano. 
theater of the mind from one to five as he milks his paternity leave like Boudicier, 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 Boudicier. He may never come back to WABC. You know, there was never paternity leave. When you were birthed, right? Yeah. Was your father out on paternity leave? I, my father was 17 years old, so I don't think they let you off from high school. 17? I don't think he actually... <laughs> Didn't your father know about birth control? No, clearly he did not. <laughs> so. There was no such thing as paternity leave. No, no. I now don't think, it's I like, think he was oh, driving a cab. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, the one that I'm shacked up with, you know, the one I'm common law with, uh, she needs me, she needs me. In the meantime, you know, she doesn't need the guy. If no, anything, no, the guy no. is a pain in the I neck. I know that you're the mother of your children wanted you as far away as Hell possible, yes. but I, I feel that Frank Morano's a little more nurturing. Ah, than because you he's might a mama look. Well, the kid has gone from 13 pounds, <laughs> believe it or not, to 16 pounds. I'm heard that days. the kid has a very visceral reaction to your voice, is what I'm hearing. Over uh, there. He actually has his kid listening to me, yeah. which is going to be traumatic. It's going to, you know, listen. It's going to be very hard on the kid's speaking ability. He's not going to develop proper English if he's listening to Curtis Lewa. Yeah, but it'll be good if he just stays on Staten Island. Remember, <laughs> that was the one borough I won in the election over Well, I mean, I guess they'll be able to speak uh, the native, in the native tongue over there at Staten Island if they listen to you. But anyway, there are rats out there. Rats. They're listening as we speak. Those freaking rats. And my favorite program now on WABC is actually Greg Kelly from one fifteen to 3, Monday through Fridays, because it's a stream of consciousness. Huh? It's not just a repeat of his TV show at night at Newsmax at 7. That's the way it was uh, when I first ran uh, for mayor and they were just sort of finding Kind of putting him in talk. there, yeah. So he's, you find, he's finding his radio. I haven't listened. I, I oh, will tune in. It's a great stream of consciousness about a wide variety of issues. Not political, cultural, social. Just things that come to his mind at that moment. And then all this past week, every day the rats were calling up and they're just trying to they're trying to twist him a little bit uh twist him against not just you but against me i'll give you the tail end of of uh greg kelly's response to what had been a whole panoply of callers i mean how many hours how many hours have i have we you and me i know you specifically you call in a lot we have a mind meld on a lot of these issues and the one time you hear something di- I, I i will say it's disgusting from Chris Hahn, the way he spoke about Ashley Babbitt, you know, you're going to say, and WABC, I mean, come on, let's let's make it, I, this is one of those things where I want you to make it personal, all right? I want you to personally hold it against Chris Hahn, or whatever his name was, who was, uh, who was uh, substituting. John, I thank you, okay? Now, remember, the premise of right. this was that somehow you and I had substituted for Greg on Thanksgiving, no. which was not true. No, we did not. But the, we got the big show, right. the Bernie and Sid show. But the rats, the callers, through misinformation and disinformation, made it seem like we had violated his sacred turf. And, and by the way, Ashley, Ashley Babbitt was a terrorist, and she got what she deserved. Okay, yeah. but you've said that. There's yes. no doubt about it. No doubt. Then, I, I, I admit it, I own it, and I believe it. Another caller piles on. I mean, they were just coming out in mass, these yeah. rats. I know you spoke about Chris Hahn already the other day, uh, being on with Curtis. I had called up. I just can't believe Curtis never corrected him for all the false allegations. He's he's as instigated. To me, he's one of the people that's starting all this trouble, Chris Hahn. I, uh, I just can't believe nobody smacked his teeth out. Yet, well, seriously. number one, we don't smack people's teeth out when we disagree with them. All right? All right? Right? Right, Peter? No? I can't well, get you to commit to nonviolence? Come on. Beat him with well, your ideas and your words. You're not going to smack his mouth out. Yeah, but... They, they net, 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 like every time I call Chris Hahn, he, if you start bringing, calling him out on things, he just hangs up on you. Well, I'm known to do yeah, the same thing. 
So you see your brother's in solidarity. Well, we got the same trainer. <laughs> says you do the same thing. But notice how this guy tried to pimp yeah. off the other calls. Yeah, yeah. And then tie me into it like all of a sudden, mm, I'm not saying nothing. I, I smack my teeth in. I, I mean, can No, but yeah. let's face it, to yeah. Greg Kelly's um, defense, he was Mahatma Gandhi there. He was. Good for you, Greg. Good on you. He didn't suggest that the guy punch your schnoz right down no, his throat. No, no. He was doing the right thing. I appreciate it. And, and then. And then he had basically had enough. It's like half of his show were callers. Rat about us. us. Yeah, about, about us. Our show, what three to five you on know, Sunday. Three to five on Sunday. You want to fight with us? You want to argue with us? Call us. And we got a lot of callers here. But Yeah, but, but one, yeah. one last yeah. one. This is the uh, uh, Piesta de Resistance. The Piesta de Resistance. All right. Yeah, that Chris Hahn guy. That's his whole brand coming on and making everybody mad. <laughs> that's kind of what he does. He calls himself the aggressive progressive uh well watch your mouth <laughs> just i mean all right look um yes i've met him he's actually a pretty nice guy in normal life uh but then you uh you, you put a microphone in front of him and he just uh, annoys everybody um <laughs> what are you gonna do all right uh hey every now and then i take a day off see he thought that you and i had substituted right. for him because the callers kept implying that while you were away they were there which just added fuel to the fire and he did acknowledge that he knows you yeah i know him i've known him for years done a lot of tv with him but wait a second he came from what baldwin long island i think i, I don't know where he's i think from. he grew up in baldwin i don't know where he's from uh and you grew up where i what grew town? up in center reach okay center long reach. island yeah right. similar towns Sim- right yeah, but, yeah. I, landlocked places on long island it could be uh like this it could be miles away so yeah it, it could be you know he's in nassau i was in suffolk so you have yeah. a lot in common yes. here and he said that when and we did camera- channel five together for years right when the camera's not on when the microphone's not on you're a civil individual you're a good individual then all of a sudden lights cameras actions mr demille i'm ready for my photo <laughs> I, I am a provocateur i don't know what to tell Agent you man provocateur. this is my job here you want me to come on the air and make you all happy and lull you to sleep like some of the other you want me to be like some of the other hosts here that just don't make you think at all oh my god i'm making you question your beliefs that you lull yourself into believing because you don't listen to any other opinions i'm sorry i'm gonna give you a different opinion that's what makes our show special but you see our listeners wanted to turn greg kelly against you with misinformation with misinformation i was not hosting for greg kelly i was hosting for bernie and sid and see that's what he i was asked to do greg kelly but but i couldn't that's what he took umbrage to yeah wasn't it? He said, look, uh, and we don't have the cut of that. He said if he's on other day uh, day hours, night hours, that's his business, his BIP business. But the fact that they would put him in the show that I do, and I only take one day off all year, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, is who disgraciate. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. I'm going to go to Jennifer in Boston. Jennifer. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? I can hear you, Jennifer. All right. Sorry, the phone's on. I don't like it cut out. No, no problem. Can I ask you, because I don't want to make an accusation. I want to make sure this is a fact. Did you say that Ashley Babbitt deserved to die for being at the Capitol? I don't like anybody dying. But when a police officer says, stop or I will shoot you several times, and then you don't stop and you get shot, that's what happens. And okay, so she was she was she was in the Capitol where she shouldn't have been. She was trying to break into the House chamber where there were members, elected members of Congress from both parties on the other side of that door. 
and the police officer didn't know if she had a gun, what her intentions were. They asked her to stop, and she didn't. She was radicalized. I blame the people who radicalized her as much as I blame her, but she did not obey orders, and she was someplace where she shouldn't have been with violent intentions. But Chris, let me ask you, how many people that have been killed, Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta, that was killed by a cop, do you think he deserved to die when no, he didn't put... I don't. When he the taser that he stole from an officer after he beat two officers that were trying to cuff him. I, he didn't deserve to I, die. I think that when the cops tell you to stop, you need to stop. And I think that when, when those situations come, it's, it, whether or not they deserve to die or they should have been using more lethal force, but you're talking about a woman who was in the Capitol with violent intentions. That is my problem with her. Why is the cop being charged with murder? Hey, look! There's going to be a, there's going to be a trial, and the cop will have, the cop will be able to be tried and by a jury, and we'll see what happens. Most now, you of the know, time, they don't get they don't get convicted. You know, you know what you're sounding like now, Chris Hahn. You're sounding like an NRA guy out there who is defending his property. Stand your ground. You know, someone has done a home invasion on you, and you clip him, and you clip him. This was a woman who was told, "Stop! We will shoot. We will fire." Several times. This was not like somebody who was just like, you know, don't comply once. No, she was told several times to stand down. So if you if you were in your home and that gun that you have that you've never acknowledged, you you took it out of your bassinet or whatever it was. Right. And you aimed it at the home invader and you said to the guy, stop, I'm going to shoot you. Stop. And he keeps coming and you shoot. You can justify that. If somebody broke into my home yes. and I took them out, yep. if they broke into my home and they had violent intentions, I was, I'm gonna, they're not gonna last. Mm. God, you sound like you're a right wing no. NRA supporter. It is very different. Law and order. It's very different. I, I'm not. But I do believe that when you are in a situation like those Capitol riots, you broke through two lines of police officers. You have been warned that you're not supposed to be there. Now you're trying to get into the House chamber. What is she? What would she have done? What would that mob have done had they got onto the floor where those House members were hiding? What would they have done? Well, maybe, I think that officer did the right thing by putting her down. Maybe like that guy who got... Uh, I, by the way, I'm not happy that she's dead. No, I understand. But right. like that guy uh, who made his way in there, you know, with that Viking hat on, who was just sitting at some desk there, you know, just having a sandwich. <laughs> Wasn't he the first sentence? That crazy guy? Four years. See you later. The the shaman. Was QAnon shaman. Was that not a crazy guy or what? Well, there were no senators on the Senate floor. Right. There was nobody blocking him from getting into the Senate floor. Had there been senators on that floor being protected by Capitol Police, he would have been shot, too. Justifiably, frankly, it would have been much more difficult. Or maybe he would have turned around like a normal human being and left, which is what Ashley Babbitt should have done. (sighs) She should have turned around and walked away. Mm. 1-800-848-9222-1-800-848-WABC. People want to talk about this now. All right. Let's talk about it. Michael in Brooklyn. Michael. Hi, this is Michael from Brooklyn. Yes, Michael. Yes, uh, am I speaking with Curtis and his associate? <laughs> I, am, I don't know if I'm his associate. <laughs> I don't want to go that far. I mean, I like you, Curtis. But it, it's the law firm of Curtis, 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 Curtis and Han. It's Sliwa Han, <laughs> <Sliwa Han> LLP. <laughs> yes. Matter. That's fine. But what you said on the air about Ashley Babbitt deserving what she got was really appalling, sickening, inhumane, 
and an insult to Curtis and an insult to ABC Radio and an insult to everyone who listens to you. Uh, I demand, as do many listeners, <laughs> that you immediately apologize. No, for- I'm not apologizing. She was a terrorist. Okay? She was a terrorist. And she was trying to kill elected officials. She had bad intent. And I am not apologizing. And not only that, you didn't use the other defense in this uh, subject matter. Ever since that day, AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has had nightmares, right? She said she has nightmares. Many members of Congress, I'm sure, has had nightmares about this post-traumatic stress disorder brought on by that day. But but Many of them are leaving Congress as a result of that. I understand, but they don't seem to be sympathetic or empathetic to all those people who have survived home invasions, you know, where all of a sudden they would have had the person locked up if they got a gun and if they shot I'm sorry. If somebody is invading your home, you have the right to defend your home. It's called the Castle Doctrine. It's a well... It is a, but this makes you a, a logical liberal. Yeah, I'm, I'm logical about it. Um, if somebody breaks into my house and I want to take them out, I will. You know, the Beatles were doing that song, Maxwell Silver Hammer. It's going to come down on your I head. Hate, I hated the Beatles. <laughs> I really hated the 1-800-848-9222. Mike in Forest Hills. Mike. Yes, one quick question for you, if I may. Yes, sir. If Babbitt were black and the officer were white, would you feel the same way? Yes. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. What is this one? I don't know this song. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me, let me throw you a lifeline because yeah. I don't want you to die on the sword <laughs> yeah. of Ashley Babbitt here. A lot of people want to talk about this now, huh? If, um, knowing, knowing the Capitol Police, uh, just looking at the utility belts that they carry, like most police yes. do, you know, they have multiple uh, options. You think maybe a stun gun taser first before they popped her? It was a big crowd trying to get through that door. She was the first one through, which is why she died. But as a Monday morning quarterback, thinking about it, and I don't know if the uh, Capitol Police officer had this on his utility belt, if he had had a taser, should he have tried to have tasered her first? Yeah, I think so. Okay, you see, you see... He is a logical liberal here. I also want to know all these people calling out to defend Ashley Babbitt. If her name was Abdul Babbitt, would you feel the same? Well, let me ask you that question. Yeah. If she was coming in with a schmata on her head, I, I, going, Allah Akbar. I, I, I think that when you are in the Capitol and there are police officers barricaded behind a door protecting members of Congress, that you are trying to hurt, let's face it, they would have hurt them. Okay, you're being consistent. You are being, you are, you, the, the police officers were completely justified. One And by the way, I'm taking calls from people here who want to yell at me about it, but you are all wrong. one 800 Andrea in Huntington, you're on with Curtis and Christopher Hahn. 
time. First of all, Curtis, thank you for your service all these years. I, I only wish you were our mayor or our upcoming mayor. So it's thank open you wound they keep picking at for you. I'm sorry. And, and Chris, Chris, I have to say, it was she was lifted up by orchestrated people, and it was all planned. It was all planned. And if the, if the roles were reversed, and I am no, I am not a racist. One of my best friends is black. I'm, I, I don't care about a, a skin color. However, if it was the other way around, we'd all know that police Would, would you be happen. calling, the police officer identified himself, frankly. Uh, would you be calling to defend her if she was a Muslim? Absolutely. No, you wouldn't. You're lying to me. one 800 848 wabc She claimed that there were covert operatives yeah. in there. It's ridiculous. Uh, members of Antifa, yeah. maybe Black Lives yeah, Matter, yeah. who boosted her. Yeah, none of that's true. Without which, she could never have gotten through that window. Right. There were other people that boosted her. I'm sure there were men. They were cowardly men. Did we ever vet who, them out? How do we know that they're not I, members Everybody of who was in that building. On January 6th, that shouldn't have been there, needs to be prosecuted. And you know what else? The people who put them up to it need to be prosecuted. Okay? They need to be prosecuted. So you're basically The Roger Stones, the Steve Bannons, the Donald Trumps of the world. A RICO conspiracy. Yeah, it was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. There were people there that put these people up to it. We are finding it out through the January 6th committee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to see anybody die. You're confident I, in the uh, the uh, committee, the House committee that's researching? Uh, I think that they are doing their job. I don't know if I'm confident that they're going to get to the bottom of it. They only have a year uh, because they're probably going to lose the House unless, of course, the Supreme Court. Well, that means they'll out. take the easy pass approach like they did. Remember when they uh, impeached uh, Trump? Remember the second time around? Well, they, they are taking the easy they, pass they, they've, they've interviewed over 300 people already, this committee. Uh, we don't hear about all the work they're doing. A lot of it's being done behind closed doors, but there's going to be a report, and it's going to be damaging. Now, is anything behind closed doors nowadays on the Hill? Democrats, Republicans, they leak what they want to leak. Well, they're being very close-lipped here. Very close. And it's a bipartisan committee. They are Republicans on this committee. I know that they're not Republicans people like. I mean, Liz Cheney all of a sudden some liberal. I don't understand that. How come they don't have Jordan on there? The guy who never wears his jacket. Jim Jordan, because they don't want to have anybody harassed and then covered up for it like he did at Ohio State. one 800 848 wabc Jimmy in Staten Island, the land of Sliwa. Jimmy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I just want to know one thing. I want to make a statement because my brother's up about 300. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> okay. Let Mrs. Babbitt rest in peace. I agree. With her. Let her rest in peace. Forget about it. But what about these so-called terrorist Shemanu the morons that did what they did? Why must they rot in the Washington, D.C. jail and be treated like subhumans? Why? Was they're, that pit they're, they're in, in Boston j- that blew up in... They're in jail. What do you mean? You, you think these terrorists that invaded our capital and tried to overthrow an election, they should be let out? Now, wait a second. Uh, I, uh, Christopher Hahn, uh, you want Rikers Island closed, right? I think you, you'd like community jails to replace I, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not interested in making it easier for people to walk the streets who should be behind bars if they're violent offenders. Oh, my God. You're sounding like a logical liberal If you're liberal a here. violent offender, offender, you know, go to jail. Logical liberal. If you're liberal. trying to overthrow the government of this country by force, 
Go to jail. Logical liberal. And yet you're going to throw it all away by dying on the Ashley Babbitt sword. Well, they want to talk about Ashley Babbitt. I've touched a nerve. Why don't, why don't you I have a feeling it? they're going to call Greg Kelly's show later in the week and of say, course they are. you know, which, which is they're where this came from, basically. They're going to rat you up. And by the way, I don't even think I said it on the air. I think they're responding to something I said on Twitter. No, no, no you said it I on did. the I air. I said that she's a terrorist. With on one the... of our, our Saturday, our, excuse me, our Sunday program. We had so many to hours five. together last right, week. I was burnt There's out. no doubt about right. it. But okay. we could very easily segue our way out of this. Chris Cuomo the other day on yep. the Sirius Radio Network mm-hmm. apologized, right? Why don't you just do a quick apology? No. Just say to our listeners, I'm sorry, or let me rethink this. No, I'm not rethinking it. Ashley Babbitt was part of a terrorist group that invaded our capital. She disobeyed several direct commands from people trying to protect lawmakers who were elected by the people in this country to do a job. But it seems Political like, violence has no place in America. I know, but it seems like you're putting the elected officials on a pedestal all during the summer of 2020. Police officers warned demonstrators of Antifa, Black Lives Matter, back off, back off. They didn't shoot them. If anything, these uh, demonstrators attacked the police. Why do you treat these elected officials in such a high regard as opposed to the people they represent? These people were trying to stop the counting of electoral votes. They were trying to overthrow our republic. But let's face it. They would have counted it and it would have been Joe Biden. No, 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 no. This Let me explain just, something. You, kill, political you kill a couple of members of Congress that day. There ain't going to be any counting that night. Wait, I thought they were going to hang Pence. They were trying. They would have if they would have gotten them. You really think they I would I think have. they would have if they would have gotten to them. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Carol in Montauk. Carol, you're on with Chris Hahn and Curtis Lewa. Hi. I mean, this woman, unfortunately, it was sad. She was a QAnon proponent. She was not very stable. And I'd like to think that most Trump supporters would think what she did was wrong. She was an extremist. You would hope. You January 6th on TV. It was terrifying that these people would want to overthrow our government and our election. When Trump got elected the first time, did the other side act that way? No. We no. didn't storm the Capitol, that's no, for well, sure. Let's face it, Carol, they were all in shock. Look at Hillary Rodham Clinton. She was in a fetal position for about two well, weeks. Don't you think that these people were in shock, too, which is why they were acting so irrationally? No, no, they truly believed that the election had been stolen. Yeah, why did they believe that? Because Trump was saying it, because he was a whiny little... I'm not allowed to say that word. See, this, this I have two of them at home. You're not even awaiting the findings of the January 6th commission. You've already preemptively found everybody guilty. You don't think he's guilty? You are trained you, as an you, esquire, right? You don't, yeah, I am a trained lawyer. You don't think that Donald Trump was rallying these people up? Well, you, uh, and then, by the way, I don't know that he was rallying them up in a way that he wanted them to commit violence. He was rallying them up because he wanted them to give him more money because that's what he does. He's a scammer. The grift never ends with this guy, right? He was rallying people up thinking, okay, I'm going to bring them to a rally. I'm going to keep this grift going for a couple of years. Stop the steal. I'm taking 85% of it, putting it in my pocket. 15% I put to you, you some bad to lawyers. That, let's say if you were a Congress uh, person, right. uh, God forbid, representing some part of Long Island. Uh, maybe the uh, Lee Zeldin district, if he successfully becomes uh, the governor. Oh, of the he state can't of run for governor and Congress. Right. He's going to vacate this. Right. And let's say that this commission lingered and lingered and lingered and you were appointed. 
you would have to recuse yourself, right? Because you, you don't have an open mind on January 6th. Uh, no, I don't have an open mind on January 6th. Yet, I saw it with my own eyes. I, saw, yet, the, I saw the rally before it. I saw the president, I know, but are the former people, president, are there talking people about on it? that commission who have already made up their minds because they've sure. made public statements about it. I, look, your job as a congressperson is to represent your district. Your job is not to be a judge. Congress members are not judges. They're doing an investigation, and they're going to come up with a report, and there's a bipartisan commission there. And you'll be satisfied with the report. I don't know. Uh-huh. i got to read it first. Uh-huh. i got to read it first. What an extremist you are. <laughs> well, i got to read the report. The committee's I, deck is stacked, and you're still not happy. I'm sorry. When was Liz Cheney, when did she become a wishy-washy liberal? I'm sorry. She's not a wishy-washy liberal. She is as right as they come. As far right as they go. We're going to find out in the midterm elections, well, right? We'll see. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. I'm going to take, uh, I'll take one more call on that. Let me take Fred in New Jersey. Fred. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Let me just say this to you. I'm a former Democrat. You are a disgrace for the things you're saying. If any, if any Republican kid was that guy did and got shot, you would say, no, 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 no. Uh, let, let him get shot. A Democrat, it's okay. Who cares about who cares about Republicans? I, I, I care about Republicans. I don't want anybody to get shot, but I also don't want to see people storming into the House floor and killing members of Congress. Would you be okay with that, Fred? Chris, let me say this to you: nobody was going to get hurt. No, the, people died that day. People got hurt that day. People got hurt. People died. See, this is the thing. The right-wing media bubble that these people who are calling right now defending Ashley Babbitt, they have been trying to explain away January 6th, something we all saw with our own eyes. January 6th was an attack on our very republic, an attack from within by dubious people with bad goals. And you don't believe there are any agent provocateurs in that crowd? People from outside of the circle of those who actually went in, who infiltrated and just stirred them up. Even people more. who on the left? I'm not no, I it. don't. There's a I, history in, of America. I, I of believe. I believe that there were very well organized, far right people who were taking the call, whether it was exactly what they intended or not. People like Donald Trump. People like Roger Stone, who has appeared, you know, all over New York. He's a former New Yorker. People like Steve Bannon. Yeah, well, Roger People Stone, like Alex former, Jones. Former campaign manager, believe it or not, for Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, look, Roger Stone's gotten around. How the hell did that happen? But I, I look, do I think that they wanted to see people commit violence? No, I think they wanted to rile people up so they continue to steal the money from them. Taking hard-earned money from people who don't have a lot of money. Okay, so scams. You are not suggesting that whether then President Donald Trump or Rudy or anyone else on that stage uh, did not have the intent that they wanted that crowd to storm the Capitol and take it. I don't want to assign intent to them. But there were some people... Clearly, there were some very well-organized people there. You saw them moving as a unit through the crowds there into the Capitol. Those people need to be found, and they need to be punished severely. And I do think that there needs to be some serious consideration. Well, your newspaper of record, the New York Times, uh, they have printed volume after volume of every photograph. They've circled faces of those that were inside. 
they basically uh, ran a trial of their own just by the pictures that they uh, published on a regular basis. Do you think each and every one of them should be uh, uh, arrested, uh, indicted? Anybody who trial? anybody who was in that capital should be addre- uh, arrested, indicted, face trial, convicted, and jailed. Well, what about they just get a disorderly conduct charge, which means it's nothing. It just gets dismissed. Now look, I think it's a case-by-case situation, but I think if you were in that capital, you... You weren't there for good reasons, and I think there needs to be a uh, there needs to be punishment for that. What happened? To we can't the- let this happen again and again and again in this country. Political violence has no place in our republic. See, a logical liberal he is. That's not what an aggressive progressive would say. Uh, they would well, say I'm when their side does it, it's no good. When our side does it, no. it's part of the revolution. It is not good, no matter who does it. If 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 this was if this was a result of Democrats protesting after Donald Trump, I'd feel the same way. And hold me to it if it ever happens. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. All right, Curtis, we got a lot of calls here. 1-800-848-9222. You know, I'll do you solid. Yeah. Uh, we got all these uh, young huckleberries here who know nothing about nothing. How about if I grease one of them to go start your car? <laughs> they won't know. They're I started my car out. already. I have, a, no, no, I have an automatic start. start the car. for my phone. We'll watch for about <laughs> a good five minutes. If nothing happens, then you go out and you drive your way back to Long Island. Send some of think? these young guys out there for me. They wouldn't know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. We, get, we, give them, we give them a blunt. They're getting paid by the they hour. They get to smoke a blunt in the car <laughs> for five minutes. Don't worry about I it. I don't know what a blunt is. <laughs> oh, my God. I know what a blunt so is. Come on. 1-800-848-9222. Let me go to Sheila in Westchester. Sheila, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I found the way that people talk about these escaped mental patients wearing Halloween costumes, who all they did was trespass. These were not the Bolsheviks, okay? They were not overthrowing the government. It was a bunch of escape mental patients. I've been a physician for 30 years. When I hear people talk about this as if they were trying to overthrow the election, I say, where were you when they were burning down Portland? How come some people are guilty? Uh, I was opposed. I was opposed to people burning down Portland. I was opposed to that. I, I spoke out against it on Fox News. You probably saw me, Sheila. And yeah. I'm against people storming our capital, and people did get hurt. Somebody died. Did you see? You well, have, actually, five people died. You have earned the infamy of the scarlet letter of Ashley Babbitt for all time. <laughs> I'll wear the A. I'll wear the Ashley. You'll never, you'll never escape this. You do realize this. Yeah, look, man. It is what it is. Yeah, I, look, I, I believe it. I, I, I try to protect you. I believe it. And I did everything I could. <laughs> But we're talking mob mentality here. All these people, they want to defend this woman who broke down a door 
to try to kill members of the House of Representatives. You want to you want to defend that? And I'm I, I'm sorry if her name was Mohammed, they would not be calling. But they already her. did. No, they would not be calling to defend Mohammed Babbitt. They're calling to defend Ashley Babbitt, right? Oh my God. I'm just maybe, saying. Maybe you'll think about it on your my pillow when you sleep. No, I don't have a my how pillow. How you can uh, amend that? I don't that. have that crappy pillow. Trust me. <laughs> how you can amend that? You know how you can make make nice to our listeners. Do a mea culpa. Mea All culpa, I can say to my listeners is uh, agree to disagree. You know, here we are. This is the left versus the right. You and I can have a good conversation about things. Doesn't mean I don't like you personally. How about uh, what? Um, AOC and her acolytes suggest restorative justice. You just sit in a room with all your naysayers here and you try to discuss it without <laughs> without getting physically engaged. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them. That's why we're here. We open up the phones. I got a lot of calls on this. one 800 Greg in Brooklyn. Greg. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Curtis, I'm sorry about your loss. I voted for you, buddy. Is there a statutes of limitations on when people could stop talking about the stupid election that you lost? That's quite all right. I got to be able to stand there and take it. I mean, these are legitimate uh, statements. Yes. Where people voted for me. The only problem is they didn't vote for me two times, three times, or four times, and I'd have been the mayor. It would have been six times, I think. they would. Well, you see the Dems. <laughs> they could easily do that. Stop. When you got an R in front of your name, nah. Stop. One time, if only one time. <laughs> I mean, look, it happens. You put your name on the you put your name on the ballot. You put yourself out there. I think we all respect that. Win or lose, it's hard to. Well, do. I, I can't get over the fact that Gizmo Sliwa, my uh, kitten that I tried to bring into the polling, she got location, more write-in votes than you uh, did. And you know, one of those write-in votes was from my wife Nancy. Yeah, she did not in. vote for me. She voted for the kitten Gizmo Sliwa on a write-in ballot for me. Well, she didn't want to move off the Upper West Side into Gracie Mansion. It would have been too hard. No, she's an animal rights activist. In fact, I'll have her on tonight. We'll do our animal rights uh, sort of uh, series of issues at twelve midnight. You're going to be on from nine to midnight, and then again from one. To five. No, let's get it straight. Get and, your clock right. Nine to one, then one to oh, five. Oh, sorry. Nine to one and one to five. I'm sorry. I'm a little punch drunk from all these Ashley Babbitt oh, calls. Oh, man. Curtis and Chris every Sunday, three to five. Curtis, always fun. Chris, watch your back. <laughs> watch your back on the way home. Chris.